Hi, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and today I'm so excited because we are with a handful of people, and we are with Ron Interpreter, Lana Royce, and Mark Royce, and we are all coming together for an upcoming retreat that we are holding in Arizona at the end of September, beginning of October. It's going to be really powerful communing with the plant medicine peyote and we are coming here today to talk about who we are individually and the retreat that's coming up and all the great things that everyone has going on so hi everyone welcome hello thanks for having us yes so why don't we start with lana and mark let's talk about let's start out with you two and they own blistopia retreat center in peoria arizona and it's a magical beautiful space off grid and it is just i'm so honored to be teaming up with you all and having this retreat at this center and talk a little bit about obviously who you are individually and then if you want to just give a little background of how Blistopia came to be. Yes. Well, I'm Lana Anderson Royce, and um, I, I do a few different things. I got into health and wellness um, back after college um, as a, working as a psychotherapist and working with severe and persistent mental illness for a while. And I found that that wasn't, I always felt that there was more to just doing talk therapy. I'm like, I, cause I was healing through my own different modalities and I wanted to learn more about that and how to teach that to other, other people and my clients. So I started to delve deeper into doula work. So I was a doula for a long time, yoga, um, healing touch, hypnosis, and I started to weave all of those types of things together with the clients that I served. And I found that people were feeling better. And uh, that's kind of a, a short, sweet story. And then Mark and I met and we had been both doing martial arts for a long time. And so that's what uh, attracted me to, to Mark is our common interest of the martial arts. And um he had been at a, a boxing club uh, coaching and teaching. And he said, hey, why don't you come over and take a boxing class? I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm up for anything. Let's check it out. It's fitness, health related. And I was blown away and I was like, well, what is this? And he started talking about it. I'm like, well, I, I think I want to open one of those myself because I had been looking at um, opening some type of business like that. And so we started looking at it and then we started, go ahead. Yeah, we uh, literally after the second, she took a second class with me and she said, let's franchise, let's do this together, let's partner up. And uh, this was shortly after we started dating and I was like, I'm just kind of go with the flow. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And um, next thing you know, we were, we flew over to the headquarters of Title Boxing Club, a, a franchise in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, we bought a franchise and we opened up a few months later and then we bought a second one and a third one. <laughs> and we opened up, a, during that time, we also opened up Her Passion Business, which is a yoga studio. 
and we had a beautiful studio in Minnesota. So we were, we first originally started to work together um, because we wanted to be together. And uh, so the first boxing club, the whole thing was, let's work it, let's build it, let's work together. Well, we opened the second one, the third one, the yoga studio. And at that point, we never saw each other anymore. <laughs> we, were, we were working 14, 16 hours a day on our business. And uh, we'd see each other early in the morning, in the evening. Once in a while, I'd get, be able to swing by and stop by and grab lunch with her. But that was about it. So we just didn't have much time together. So we were, before COVID, we were considering, or we were looking at selling off a couple of the businesses and downsizing and going back to our original plan. COVID, COVID forced our hands a little bit more. So we ended up um, putting them up for sale actually during COVID, during the lockdowns. And um, we were able to sell off a couple of the businesses. And then uh, we decided that the cold winters of Minnesota just wasn't where we needed to be anymore. And uh, Lana's parents live in Mesa. So we, we said, Arizona is calling us. So we are uh, we're going to pack up and head to Arizona. And uh, we did. We still had one of the businesses left. So we were operating that. And we found Blastopia. And or Blastopia actually found us. <laughs> like yes. the, the property when I was when I think about the property here, it it's not really ours, right? It's like we have this space for others to come to and to utilize for their own um, spiritual development, through their own health and wellness. We just happen to be the hosts here. The property's um, frequency and vibrations are very high. So if you know about the frequencies and vibrations, they say like Sedona has these vortexes of high frequency. Well, we've tested the frequency here and I've had a couple other friends test them too to kind of validate what's happening here. And it is a very high frequency property. And I... I I feel it as this is the veil is very thin here. So there's a lot of things that can happen that are supported with whatever we do. And we cleanse the property very frequently because there's some stuff that happens here, right? There's, there's emotions that are emitted. There are struggles that are emitted. There's cries and laughter and all of that needs to be cleared up frequently and mindfully so that the property can stay at a high frequency. So we love having people here um, heal. That's really what it's about is, is healing. Yes. So and healing individually and as a community. Mm -hmm. I love when places are, you're called to be the steward of that area and that it does hold such a powerful frequency and that you heard the calling and you've built on top of that um, to really utilize the land for what it's asking for and that just I know in the work that you've been doing of holding your retreats it's just it just adds that extra element and space um for the prop for the healing and the transformation so it's really beautiful Mark and I actually I met Mark first uh, beside anyone that's on this zoom right now um or podcast uh, Mark and I actually worked back in I was I moved to LA in the year 2000 at 20 years old. At 27, I moved back to Minneapolis for a small stint, and I helped open up the W Hotel there. 
And so I was cocktailing in the bars and Mark was a security guy. So we would just sit and talk, you know, during shifts and then life goes on and everyone goes away. But, you know, the one special thing about social media is like the positive side of it is keeping in touch with people and kind of just seeing as everyone migrates and goes through life, um, you know, where everyone's at and what they're doing. And during the time that I had quit there and moved back to LA and um, I stepped fuller onto my spiritual path or took a more active role, just not being a wallflower and a, a, a student. Um, then when they had this transition and opened up Blistopia, then Mark reached out to me. Well, it just so happens they're 20 minutes from my parents' house who moved, my parents moved from Minnesota to retire in Arizona. So I'm out there all the time. So it was it was like a really beautiful, seamless thing to be like, oh, I'll just be right over. I'm at my parents' house in 20 minutes. And then every time I'm there, I, I stop by and say hi. And, and us putting this retreat together has been something I feel like we talked about for about a year, but it was just kind of like tuning into energies. It was like, okay, not yet, but soon, but yes, but I don't know, like, you know, and then all of a sudden, like everything just really aligned for this to all land into place. And then with Ron, I sat, uh, a couple girlfriends were doing a peyote uh, ceremony here in Los Angeles, and it was in Malibu. This was in January of 2021. And I was actually in um, babysitting my brother's kids in Washington, DC. And I got a phone call from my girlfriend and she's like, hey, are you going to be back by Sunday? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, so there's this peyote ceremony. Do you want to come? And it was like an instant yes. And I, the only thing during that time, what I knew about peyote was that Jim Morrison had done it in the desert. Like I, I knew nothing of that plant medicine. And I chose in that moment though, to actually not read anything about it. And I wanted to go into the ceremony with with no notion of anything but my one, you know, reference of Jim Morrison in the desert. I didn't want to know what I it was going to do to me. I just I really wanted the experience to be very organic and individual in that sense. Um, and I'll talk about that journey in a minute. But that's just kind of how this whole thing. And after sitting in ceremony, I'm like, I have such a strong calling to this plant. And more than any other medicine that I've I've worked with. And so I planted that seed in the back of my head that eventually down the road, I would find Ron again and do something when when mm -hmm. the energies aligned. And then when you guys reached out again about all of this, and then it just kind of all it all came together. So, Mark, did you want to talk a little bit more besides uh, the boxing of what you because you have so many new like certifications and things that you're doing? Do you want to drop in what? all the modalities you're working with right now? Yeah, my, my journey's kind of been um, very transformative. I, I, you know, my most of my life, I mean, from the time I was a teenager all the way through my adult years, I practiced and trained in the martial arts and taught martial arts. I owned, owned and operated um, it, karate schools, uh, mixed martial arts gyms, and... Um, so that's been a big part of my life and a big passion. Um, and it just stems from a incident that happened to me when I was in high school, I got jumped and got beat up and, and uh, kind of, wow. it, it, it changed me and made me want to uh, 
to to learn how to defend myself in a much more he he downplays way. it as just getting beat up, but it was basically <laughs> the three guys left him for dead. Wow. So it was a little bit more serious than just beat up. Anyway. I mean, you were in the hospital for three weeks, blood transfusions, lost part of a finger, yeah. concussions. That's a whole another podcast. Anyway, so you know that that's been a big, big focus of my life. So when Lana and I met in the Thai boxing clubs, I started to you know, and I I had never taken a yoga class before before I met her. I, you know, I never really got into the, the spiritual aspect of the martial arts, even a little bit with Kung Fu, um, but Qigong breathing was about the deepest that I went. Um, so meeting Lana and all of the things that she knows, I took a yoga class from her. She's challenged me to, to come to one <laughs> and, and I really liked it. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do. It's, you know, my martial arts training is still what, what my passion is. But I started to understand a little bit different in what she's about. So that's kind of been helping me. Well, with the COVID changes, the, the change moving across the country, um, you know, COVID angered me at times because of what, it, you know, what happened with our businesses and everything, uh, getting locked out and it was frustrating. So I had put on some weight because I wasn't working out. I wasn't in my routine and we moved across the country. I'm in a new place. I loved it here, but I wasn't, I felt like there was something else. I needed something else. And, um, I, I'd been dealing with pains and issues, neck pain, knee pain. And I found some things that helped me with that. So that started my fitness journey back. And my fitness journey led to, well, I need to expand my mind better, get, you know, get some education again. And I wanted to learn more about helping people get healthy, not, not just physically healthy, but all the way to a cellular level. So I went through a program called, um, basically, I became a regenerative health specialist certified in that program. It was about four and a half months of intense training and um, learning how disease is developed all the way back to the cellular level and how to, how to you know, heal yourself that way um, using different modalities, all natural. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of doctors and big pharma. <laughs> so um, that's kind of helped me. And since then, I've looked at many other things. I am now working on becoming a certified breathwork coach. I, and I've fallen in love with that training. It, mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely, I mean, the things that I'm learning through it and just the recovery from my, my workouts right now. I'm, I work out three to four, four nights a week in martial arts. It, it's night and day difference just from what I've learned how to breathe properly. We, we don't use our breath the way we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. We use a small portion of our lung capacity, just like a small portion of our brain capacity. <laughs> so these are some of the things that ha have helped me. When you you um, told me about Ron, I was you know fortunate enough to, to talk to Ron. And Ron said, uh, shortly right after we talked, he said, hey, Mark, I'm having a ceremony in Palm Springs. Can you come? And it was the same thing as you said. There was really no hesitation. I went, I'm there. 
And Lana was like, yes, go, you know? And so she supported me on it. I drove over to Palm Springs and I had this amazing experience with Ron uh, for two nights. And um, I also didn't know anything about peyote. I <laughs> nothing. I had no knowledge of, you know, other than it's uh, supposedly a psychedelic uh, plant, <laughs> you know, like mushrooms, you know, that's kind of what I thought of, of it. And I didn't have a psychedelic weird experience. I had a wonderful experience, a heart opening, mind opening um, experience, all led by this gentleman who is very professional at what he does. It, it never felt odd or weird or anything. It felt welcoming. And mm -hmm. I felt, I, I felt um, changed, you know, changed in a, in a positive way from it. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, through all of this. Beautiful. Well, then let's go to Ron. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi, Lana. Beautiful Hello. to hear you. Beautiful to see you, folks. Thank you. I think the question is, what was what's my personal journey and, and what brings me here? Um, well, my background is of the Navajo traditions. I grew up on the Navajo Nation all the way up till I was 17. And in the time that I was there, uh, I grew up in an environment where we had six square miles and you uh, of land to manage. And we had probably about 15, maybe 15 to 20 families who roughly had that same amount of land to manage. So you can imagine the ruralness of, uh, of, of this area. If you have 15, 20 families managing six square miles each, it's a very vast area. And so uh, growing up in that environment really, uh, uh, really gave us um, a life practice to be immersed into the land, be immersed into our environment and be very proficient in accessing the land and accessing um, the different uh, weathering elements that take place. Uh, very much like a ranch life. So being very proficient in developing life skills in terms of managing yourself. When the sun comes up, that's when the lights came on. And then when the suns went down, that's when the uh, lights went out. So we had to be very proficient in not only meeting our spiritual integrity, our spiritual beliefs, and practicing our religion and our, and our, and our ceremonies, we also had to make sure that the animals were fed. And at the same time, we were going to school. So we had to make sure everything was done very proficiently. And we had to do it in a way where we had to have ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically centered in what it is that we're doing. Almost a very mindfulness approach, but very pre precision oriented, very proficient oriented, very target based. And so uh, that's been something that I grew up doing. And then when I left and I went on to college, um, it's through athletics uh, as a college athlete that that proficiency of existence in terms of balancing the mind, body, spirit, and the emotion through athletics gave me a very precision approach and very technological approach and various different modalities started coming into my life in terms of doing cross training. So we had resistance training, we had swimming, we had yoga, we had all of these different ways of how we were being um, proficient in our body. And I noticed that being centered in that sense also impact my social life, my academic life, 
Uh, also, in terms of how I maintain priorities in my life, so I've created a lot of great decision-making uh, processes in my life. And I've always looked to that as I continued on in my adult life and eventually became a father. And uh, so all of that in terms of mind-body-spirit connection was very, very profound and very impacted by how I grew up. And I'm very fortunate that I come from an ancestral background, which is Navajo traditions and philosophy, which gave me a very unique approach of understanding the body, understanding the spiritualness. The, the, um, I guess it's Dr. Wayne Dyer who says we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So the actual practical applications of bringing those two together is something that I grew up doing. And so eventually uh, I became a life coach and now I have life coaching clients all over the world that I work with using different modalities, yoga, uh, meditation, breath work, uh, Wim Hof processes. Um, I'm now certified in a uh, life coaching, which is called integral theory. So there's a number of things that I do that help the individual expand their proficiency of how they manage themselves first without losing, uh, well, like more, more of expanding their own identity at multiple consciousnesses and multiple levels. So it's really centered on three major things, which is personal development. What do I need to change? What do I need to alter in my personal life in order to expand or in order to learn or, or in order to overcome trauma, in order to maybe even just expand in some of these beautiful things that are happening in my life? How do I continue developing that flow. So we do it through personal development. And then we also get into emotional relief, having the emotional aspect of that individual to relieve those tensions, to relieve those stress, but also to really expand into the love and joy that they're feeling and how that can, can create abundance in their life. And if you navigate within those two and align those two, it leads to what we call a spiritual awakening or a aha moment or a subconscious or a conscious shift that they're having, which elevates them or uh, elevates them to a whole nother level of practice in life. And so what happens with that uh, foundation is when you add the modalities, when you add the techniques, the techniques become the tool to allow that individual to develop or enhance what they are already existing in their body from a physiological level, from a uh, psychological level, even from a pharmaceutical level in terms of the endorphins and the cellular structure that we create. So we already embody these things. It's just the modalities that we provide that help enhance those and help produce those more efficiently. So things like martial arts, yoga, uh, Reiki, energy theory, chakra therapy, all, all those kinds of things are examples of these different ancestral ways that we have. So plant medicine serves in that capacity. So plant medicine already creates these cellular structures and these pharmaceutical elements that happen in our body. The thing that plant medicine does, it just accelerates that experience. It accelerates it versus if you were to do it on your own and you're doing these techniques, it'll take a while for you to get there. Plant medicine accelerates your state of being, accelerates the entire existence of your body to that level which then you can then process the information, process the trauma, process the emotions through the different techniques that we do when you're at our ceremonies. And those different techniques then help you get clarity immediately. And then when you leave after three days or four days with us, you get a sense of clarity. You have a lot of aha moments and your sensory level to be able to deal with things is a lot higher. 
And so that's what uh, a lot of our clients are saying when they leave, leave our ceremony is, is that um, these plant medicines help them gain clarity. It helps them remove those limitations of emotional blockages that they're having. And it also gives them an, a very aha moment, like a spiritual ethereal experience. So when you combine all those three together, it gives that person a huge transformational shift. And with this particular medicine, uh, it's a heart-based opener. In other words, a lot of the energies, a lot of the practical, uh, a lot of the analytical, the cognitive theory in terms of how you're understanding your life is coming from the heart. There's a very emotional base, um, uh, clarity and evaluation and um, process of thinking things through come through here through your heart space. So a lot of emotions come through that. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. I'm also a business owner. I'm a business consultant. I work in the architecture industry. I produce films. And I also work in wellness industries, helping uh, uh, what do you call motivational speakers, uh, naturopathic doctors in developing programs and services for their clientele. So a little bit about my background, a little about who am I am, who I am, and uh, how all of this stuff is coming together for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's really beautiful is like every individual here, like we've all have a calling to help people transform and have all gone through our own paths of that self-development and wellness. And, you know, I, I believe each person here has such a commitment to themselves first and being the best, most expansive self they can be. And then in turn, you know, going out and helping bring others in. So it's it's really beautiful that we've all had our divine appointment to show up together to do this work together and, and each one of us bring a different element, um, but also a common a common goal into the process of of healing, expansion, awakening, and whatever anyone's looking for on their path or their journey or where they're at now and what they're looking to get. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to to commune with the peyote again. And I'll just put in my part of the story here. So when I said yes um, to going to the to the ceremony with Ron, it was a Thursday evening. So the ceremony we did it on, we all had to show up in Malibu at noon on a Sunday. And one thing I was always told in the world of shamanism is the minute you say yes to a healing, it starts right then. It doesn't start when you get there, or when you meet the practitioner or whatever. It, 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 your journey happens the moment you say yes. So that evening, I at my brother's, I go to sleep and I'm in Malibu at a house and I walk through the front door. And like I said, I didn't do any research of how we would, how it would be facilitated like anything and I was handed a cup of liquid that was peyote and it was like kind of like a party though right so I'm walking I'm handed this cup of peyote and I drink it and then I'm, I'm feeling like these things happen in my body and I then that was the dream and then the next night I'm in northern Minnesota at my cabin up in Ely and I'm driving from the town of Ely back to my cabin. It's about uh, 20 minutes outside of 15, 20 minutes outside of town. It's pitch black. I'm in a convertible with one friend and this UFO comes down 
it was really big. And I'm like trying to get video with my phone so I can show people. And then this orb comes out and like comes into a green orb comes and comes into my body. And then the next night I have another dream back in Malibu. <laughs> so now we're at Saturday night, the night before the ceremony, I'm back in Malibu communing with the peyote again. I was like, okay. So when I show up to the ceremony at that time, Ron, I was told, I don't think we, like we fasted, like we we're told to fast. I don't think I fast the 48 hours, but like 48 hours. So I hadn't eaten anything and I'm obviously sober because it's noon and we, we weren't, I wasn't even drinking at the time or doing anything anyway, but we were told to like, like re refrain from doing stuff prior. And so I walk in and I had already felt the energy of the space had been set. And I was just like, and I always know when like something's in alignment, cause I'll, I'll, I'll feel it throughout my whole body and I'll get kind of like a little lightheaded too. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is like, you know, this space is ready to go. And then Ron takes us out into this backyard of this house and just goes over like, you know, different stuff and technique and what's going to happen. And the coolest thing started happening because we haven't even taken the medicine yet. And so he's standing there and there's trees behind him. And all of a sudden the trees were shifting into like a screen. Like a, it, it kind of was like a chain link fence, but it was a screen, but that was the kind of the pattern of it. And then I could shift my eyes and it would go back to being the trees. And then I could shift my eyes again and it could go back to being the screen. And I was like, okay, the veil's really thin right now. And um, I was like, this is like, I'm like really excited about what's about to happen. And um, then we go in the ceremony and he has us each hold, pass around the peyote button. And I put it in my hand. I've never seen this cactus in my life, uh, on this life. I've never, you know, don't know anything about it. So place it in my hand and all of a sudden I get whoosh, my whole body lights up and I was like wow okay <laughs> it's like a holding like a really strong crystal or something right and I was like wow I have like a really profound connection to this already and then it like it was like mind blown for me and I mean coincidences and synchronicities have been happening my whole life and I don't care if I'm five or a hundred probably every time it happens I'll still be just like a little child be like oh my gosh like I dreamt that or oh like I still get so giddy it's so magical to me so then he is going to pour us all the peyote and it's a liquid in a cup and I'm in Malibu and I was like okay this is right on to the dream so I already you know was knowing what was what we're doing and then exactly how I felt on the medicine was exactly how I felt in the dream. And when your eyes are open and you're, you, you're not out of control, everything is like, it's just your, your senses are heightened, the heart opening happened, you're feeling very euphoric, but nothing's like, it's not like psilocybin where it is a just like you don't know what's going to happen and where you're going to go and what you're going to see type of feeling um and like you were talking about it on monday ron it's very mental it's a very mental plant and i mean it kind of is because it's the only plant in the world that can actually like rewire your neural pathways right so to me psilocybin can stress me out a lot just because it's, it's just so intense of of that mentalness 
And this was just completely just like full, full love, full heart open, sensories like heightened, colors are beautiful, but not that we're not going into other places. And then where I experienced the most was actually when, when the kind of the visuals came in or was like when you were bringing us into the different meditations was that's when my journey was happening and I was flown over sacred lands and I just started weeping. It was like for the women of the sacred lands. And, but I also, I, I've found, I alchemize energy for others a lot being so empathic. So I know I was the only one that threw up no one else threw up but that's kind mm -hmm. of me i i'm i am a thrower upper and um i was just realizing that i i was i think i was the only one that cried and the only one that threw up but then when i realized later i was like for myself but also alchemizing energy of the group and then it was like for days i just felt like this it's like a high but not a high like it is just like very connected to everything, just more connected, less. I mean, you can get so irritated in LA just by walking out your door and getting in your car, like, and just everything was just like, I, I could just put more love into everything that I did. And that was my personal experience. And I was like, I really want to eventually offer this experience to others and everyone's journey is going to be different because of where you are and what you're processing and what is happening in your life. But I, I knew right after that ceremony that there's something really sacred about this plant. I'm being called to this plant. I have a strong connection to this plant more than any plant that I've uh, communed with this far. And it's something that I knew in the future. I just didn't know who, what, when, where, or how um, I was meant to be a, a, a bridge and help bringing this experience and this medicine to other people. And I feel, you know, psilocybin so readily available these days, especially in Los Angeles. I mean, I have like two friends that are, you can get microdosing from or full, you know, and it's just to be able to have a space and a place and, and bring a medicine that's deeply honored, that is not just a run-of-the-mill medicine not everyone's doing it it feels even like more really special and um sacred because it's still held in such a container and it's not you know and ron what i would love for you to talk about how um you were talking about the medicine in general that you source it from the original peyote gardens in mexico will you tell us about that and the elders and and how it's cared for and the medicine that we will be using Yes, in terms of how it's sourced, um, I have a relationship and a connection on a personal level and also from a ceremonial level with uh, two lineage specifically. Um, in addition to the life coaching and the business that I run as a consultant, I'm also a founder and an elder of a plant medicine church called Casa de uh, los Abuelos, which is House of the Grandfathers. And this uh, plant medicine church has two devotions to two lineages. One is the Shipibo. So we have a direct relationship to uh, Shipibo tribe in Peru that we work with and we cultivate not only the medicine, but we cultivate um, the principles and the morals and the ethics that come along with living a beautiful life, a practice in life. 
And then we also have the second lineages, which is with the Wicarillas, the Huacholis, where the, where the medicine, the peyote medicine comes from. And we have a direct lineage to a village and to a number of individuals there. And it's through their mission, it's through those tribes who are offering these medicines as a way of bringing a higher sense and a higher devotion to self-practice among humanity in general. And so, um, so creating these connections, creating these opportunities for us to bring the medicine forward from these ancestral ways is really, really important because um, the way that you treat the medicine, the way that you are devoted to the medicine is how you are devoted to yourself. Um, and I think that's with any modality that you do, any type of wellness therapy that you're going to take on, any type of certification that you want to do is really about, it's not an external thing or managing an external things that are happening around you. It's how you cultivate the love, the compassion, the nurturing that you do for yourself. You are the medicine. And in that way, you then show up in these different areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a life practice. So where these uh, medicines are sourced are from these uh, century-old practices, ancestral practices, where these individuals on our behalf go and cultivate directly from the earth these beautiful medicines. And they then activate these medicines through their own processes of brewing and techniques. And they also activate it through their prayers through their consciousness and through their morals and ethics of saying that this is how humanity is going to heal moving forward. Then it's placed in our hands. And then we as practitioners then provide our own well-being, our own energy into sharing that medicine in the format that was designed uh, for us to deliver it here in a contemporary way. So that's how we uh, reassure that those lineages and those connections are being made. And then we also have a process, a contemporary process within the church that we go in, through an interview process to make sure that the individual who is receiving this medicine is directly in alignment with their journey and how we are cultivating that practice. Uh, we reframe from individuals who are seeking an experience. We're seeking individuals who are devoted to their own well-being. So the interview process allows us to ask them questions as how are they maintaining their health? What is it that they're currently doing? And that gives us evidence of how they're really contemporarily doing things now and taking care of their body in terms of how they're devoted to themselves. And then also there are other, there are other uh, factors that go into that interview process. That's what we're trying to do with this medicine. And this is what this medicine is all about. It's not necessary just to try to provide an experience, although these experiences are definitely beautiful when we do have it. It's the afterwards. It's how am I going to cultivate this within myself in terms of my behaviors and my contribution to the world. That's the main part of it. So from the time that it's harvest, that intention of influential intention of being very synergetic, very centered based, very present to taking it in a ceremony. All of that is aligned through that entire process in terms of how we facilitate the church and how we facilitate uh, the ceremonies. So from the time of harvest to the time of transformation to the ceremony and through the individual, we then carry that energy all the way through. Wow, that's really beautiful. It is. Yeah. 
And I think one of the things that come up in this is one of the criticisms criticisms or judgments that do come in from a lot of uh, people, especially Native people, is why are you doing this? You know, especially in here in North America, when you look at uh, peyote medicine, you have my brothers and sisters who are of the lineage and who are of the practice always ask me, why are you doing this? And this is our right as people to be able to do this. So you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't just be giving things out. Well, these native communities are the second benefactors of the medicine. The primary, the primary location, the primary source of where these medicine comes from, it's within their morals, it's within their ethics, it's within their divine awakening that this medicine should be available to humanity. Mm -hmm. So going directly to the source, going directly to where it is harvest, that's where we are um, focused on, that's what we wanna advocate. Um, and then there's a responsible factor to that, there's accountability factor to that. And uh, we wanna make sure that that integrity is met. So if I'm offering the medicine with that sense of integrity, then whoever's receiving that medicine is going to follow through with that discipline and the devotion for themselves. And that's how we shift consciousness. And medicine could be anything. It could be Reiki. It could be yoga. It could be martial arts. How a person shows up could be devoted to that experience, however they choose to. Mm -hmm. uh, one experience at a time is how we make a better world. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Sarah, when yes. we were talking the other day um, about the uh, Illuminate Retreat, um, I, I have had no intention to do any type of plant medicine retreat for myself mm -hmm. um, because I felt it was um, like I didn't want, I wanted to be in control, right? I wanted, I didn't want something to take over my thoughts and, and manage me. And because uh, I want to manage myself, right? So, but when Sarah, you were talking about it and Ron was talking about it, you explained the peyote so beautifully that now I want to do it. Because like the way you explained it was like, you are just, it, it taps into the heart space rather than your head space. Mm -hmm. And that felt way more comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. um, just in my own being, because I don't drink, I don't, I've never really used drugs, not really, but you know, that's not, I don't, I don't feel good around that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you explained it with this beautiful heart, I'm like, Oh, give, I want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I can't wait like to see what is unveiled for mm -hmm. me. Um, by using this beautiful plant. Um, I'm super excited about it um, to use it. And can I just um, share with anyone who's watching? Um, I do get messages from Spirit and Brenda is being called to this retreat because of a loss of a child. Mm. Um, and I also get, um, so she's grieving a child right now. And I I think for whatever reason that this will be helpful for her and I'm excited to meet her and for this to heal for her. 
I'm also getting the message for an Ashley who has been um, perhaps divorced or separated from her husband or partner and is hurting a lot and that this may help. And then Michael, who is dealing with anger and for him to come to help tap into what that anger is about. So those are messages from spirit right now that are being called to this retreat. Thank you for listening. Beautiful. Remember you pulled the Archangel Michael card on Monday as well. So Michael, <laughs> Michael, you're being called. Michael. Yeah, I mean, when it is like, when you talk to people about plant medicine, they'll, they'll go, oh, drugs. It's not drugs. When you're, and I tell this to everyone, when you're doing something in intention in a ceremonial space, they're plants. They're not like we have this preconceived notion of what like drugs are. Cocaine, like, is that's doing drugs, even though that's a plant too. So I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's out to go and like escapism. Drugs to me is like you're using it for escapism, you're using it for the wrong intentions. You're not using, you're not honoring it. You're just like cocaine, you're just throwing it up your nose, throwing it up, shelling out your money, throwing it up your like, and you're in a club or something, right? There's like, there's no honoring to to what you're doing and so to kind of like take that preconceived notion or that whatever is like this isn't doing drugs this is using a a gift to yes to expand yourself as an assistant to your own healing your own growth and your own expansion and it's yeah. with the form of this that is your assistant and it's to be honored and this isn't a retreat you know, for people looking to escape. This is a retreat to, for people looking to go deeper within themselves, to expand themselves so they can show up to their lives and to their children, their spouses, their future spouses, you know, in a more hold yeah. aligned place in everything that they do. So I just wanted to like even clear that up for people. It's like, this isn't a retreat about doing drugs. And for many ceremonies, these different plant medicines that are offered around the world are for that. And when they're done right and they're honored properly, that's what their use is, is for yeah. that expansion within yourself. They're, they're yeah. gifts and they're tools and they're here to commune with you. And when you commune with plants and talk to the plants, even what I love with cacao, so cacao you can drink it in the morning it can wake you up or you can set your intention what I do every single night I actually drink a cup of cacao before bed and it puts me in the deepest sleep and if I don't drink my cacao now before bed I, I'll be up like in like through intervals throughout the night and but it's what I've communed with that plant of what I would like assistance with it and even in psilocybin, once I really found that teaching and I sat and would hold the psilocybin before taking it and commune with it of like, this is what, show me what you want to show me, but this is also like my intention of what I'm looking for right now. And I actually had an experience in Joshua Tree um, later on that year. So that was uh January that I sat with you, Ron, and then a small group of us had a, just a very private ceremony. No one was running it. We were just 
uh, all spiritual and minded people did our own uh, psilocybin ceremony. And I sat and I asked it. I said, I want to see more. I'm ready to see more. And it brought me to the void of existence. I was brought to the beginning of time where there was nothing and I'm in space and it's just me and nothing. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, I really saw more. And there was a moment where it like, I got really ungrounded in that because I was like, I'm trying to like find a touchstone to touch onto because I'm in the void and I couldn't find it. And then I'm not going to go into the whole story, but there was a whole teaching that led beyond it, that things unfolded. And that experience has sat with me for it's, that was in 2021. So for years now that, that, what that plant showed me and what that entire evening brought is still very much a part so many beautiful teachings and I come back to within myself. Um, so it's, it's, it's magical when, when we get to commune with different things that are on this earth and, and commune with their intelligence and their gifts and what they want to reveal. It, yeah. it, it really can stay with you. And obviously, because I wouldn't, if that experience with you, Ron, back in 2021 as well wasn't so profound we wouldn't all be sitting here right now yeah absolutely i think uh, when you look at it from a perspective of drugs are manufacturing you have to look at the time frame of where the medicine began and where it is now so from the time where it began there's been centuries that this medicine has been perfected by humanity by the original gatekeepers of the medicine some way somehow in an energetic sense, in a higher consciousness, or in a uh, divine way, they came to this plant as a solution for their well-being. So just that divine interaction over centuries that led a person to this particular medicine, that's a miracle in itself. Mm -hmm. Now that they discover it, now they're perfecting it with ceremony right a sense of community a sense of nurturing and fostering and then also the musical element the frequencies the the higher realm of consciousness through these instruments are being part of that process and then eventually how do we bring this experience how do we bring this altered experience and consciousness into a practical everyday life well prior to cocaine and prior to our Snickers chocolate bars, humanity perfected this process. That's what you're accessing. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it, it's not a drug. Mm -hmm. And so when a person comes to our retreat, that's what they're receiving. They're receiving a century, multiple centuries of perfection by humanity who've been cautious about this, who've been nurturing about this, who've been authentic and showing up. And also in the sense of how we understand it today, being vulnerable in that experience to be able to have growth happen. And then going back into everyday life, how do I bring this into my family? How do I bring this into my partnership relationship that I have? How do I bring this in terms of my role as a parent? All of those things that we deal with today are the same things that the communities have dealt with before. But through these techniques and through these processes, they've been able to 
live a longevity of life. They've been living many years and many centuries. Okay. So you can look at it from that perspective. The drug is only a small part of that time frame. And it's not something, when you look at drugs, it's manufactured by the individual and has been altered its cellular structure to be able to somehow become addictive or somehow becoming somewhat um, an individual experience. And also drugs are more in a recreational setting versus a ceremonial intentional setting of wellness. So there's mm -hmm. two different environments and how it's being done. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is not a drug. This is something that has been passed on for many centuries and having access to that knowledge and to that experience in terms of how you create cultivate uh, altered experiences to make it legitimate and practical will give a lot of people great solutions and great uh, uh, resolutions for what it is that they're dealing with. It gives them a whole different perspective of what's going on so that they can then move forward. Mm -hmm. They can then have a rational approach of now that I see it from this perspective, how can I then move forward with this and how can I continue to grow and heal in this process? Yeah. Well put, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that piece. I want to honor everyone's time now. We are coming up to the hour. Does anyone have any final thoughts? You can just go around or a bits of information you might want to add in before we before we jump off. I'll talk just a little bit about about coming to our retreat center. You know, it's it it'll, it'll be a different experience just coming here, but then having this. Um, this unique group that we put together uh, along with the medicine, it's, it, it will be transformative for, for pretty much everyone that comes. I mean, it's not going to be just uh, a weekend getaway. <laughs> it's going to be something that, that you're going to take with you and um, it'll, be, it'll be a part of you. So we encourage you to, um, reach out to us if you have questions we're here for you we can answer your questions we're we're here to help at any time yes please if you're if you're being called um to come here i am and i'm sure everyone else is very excited to meet you and help support you on your journey beautiful i would like to say say the same thing too i'm very excited for whoever is going to come um for me, that tells me that you're devoted to yourself, that devoted to your well-being. And since that devotion of coming for yourself, I'm going to show up in the same manner. I'm going to show up with the same devotion as a practitioner, as a facilitator, to ensure that this process for you will give you something memorable and also leads you further down your healing path. What I'm very excited about is, as a participant, you're going to be accessing a ceremonial space that is going to support you through this entire process. I've been to Blistopia. I've seen the grounds. I've been on the grounds, you know, the swimming pool, the kitchen, the bedrooms, the cleanliness of how everything is taken care of. So that's a really great way to have that ceremonial process. And then also to have uh, participants access to four facilitators, right? Four of us that are very much devoted in the different modalities that we offer, the different energetic therapies that we offer, having access to four individuals who have practiced this their entire life in terms of their own well-being, having access to that, I think is great. So 
I'm very excited about this and I look forward to uh, being in that capacity and being of that service uh, to all the participants who are coming. Yeah, I feel, I feel honored to be in the presence of such amazing people, healers, really healers in your own uh, modalities. Um, I feel honored by that. Me as well. It's my calling and my purpose. Even before, like I said, I took a bigger role. I've always been someone that people come to on the beginning of their journey to help usher and guide them, even if I just turn them to a direction and then they go or we go in and out. Um, so being able to do it on a, another area to do it in a retreat setting and really commune over a weekend with people and help facilitate this space and bringing in my modalities of energy healing and sound healing and and really getting to mix all of that together with some really powerful people i'm really looking forward to to that journey with everyone cuz it's always so special when you take that time out and there is space to spend a chunk of time together and what happens who you are when you enter is who and who you are when you leave even if it is a few days or one day it's you know it's 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 a really like so much beautiful things can happen and if you're worried in any way if stuff are is to come up or like you know you have so many people here that are knowledgeable and schooled and you know, to help you through anything that you might be walking through. I'm sure one of us has been at that moment in time or can very much meet you where you're at. So you are going to be in very good hands from before you even come to the space to long after. It's not just a one and done. It's not you're just left out on your own. Good luck. Um, you, you will be very much handheld in ways if you need it, if things do come up. This retreat, this particular retreat is now September 29th through October 1st. That's a Friday through a Sunday. You have an option to come before, you have an option to stay after. We are doing more than just the plant medicine. We will have sweat lodge, breath work, yoga, sound bath, cacao ceremony. We might come up with some other things. That's just a little bit of a list. So it's not, you're just not coming. You're, you're going to be well-rounded in, in your experience. And these grounds absolutely are beautiful. And the space is, is yeah, like Ron was saying, it's so clean. It's so pristine. It's, it's like you'll be at a five-star resort having a very profound spiritual experience. And Lana, thank you for sharing that about the energy of the land because you 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 two didn't tell me that before so i mean i felt it but i didn't like know that it, it's it's really holding that high of a vibration and to me that just makes all of this even it coming together make even more sense i'm like of course right like yes that's why i've been waiting right that's why i've been waiting for all the pieces to fall and we really i know we all really hope to do this again in the future so if you're feeling the calling all the information is going to be in the show notes. If you see this on social, just reach out to, you know, whosoever account you're on and we will help you with further questioning or um, getting your spot secured and everything like that. So thank you all of you for taking the time out and jumping on here with us today. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. And we will talk with you again soon. Bye. Yeah, namaste. Thank you.